her statement, the nurse said, your husband cannot be with you. This is a major surgery, and no one except hospital personnel can be in the surgery room. The nurse walked out of the room to leave Cammie in sheer terror. We'd experienced such trauma over the past nine months that Cammie wanted to make sure there was an advocate in the surgery room with her that would fight for her life and reproductive organs. I gently stroked her hair and said I would talk to the nurse. I left the room and flagged down the nurse and told her a little bit of our story. I asked if there was any way that I could come into the surgery room. She smiled and went to ask the doctor. Huddled behind the nurse's station, I could see the head shake, no. The nurse kindly came back to me with the news that this was against hospital policy. By this time, no was not an option. I replied, look, you have no idea what we've gone through, and I'm afraid that if I'm not in there in the room, you're going to have a hysterical woman on your hands, and believe me, that's not going to be pretty. I suggested that we lie to my wife. I figured at this point, after all we had gone through, a little lie somehow was appropriate in this situation. The verdict is still out how the Lord felt about the lie. I suggested that I suit up for surgery and walk into the surgery room with her. When Cammie was knocked out, I could leave the room. I couldn't believe the sternness that came out of my mouth. Months of pressure must have built up to that moment of wrath. Ever so kindly, though, the nurse smiled again and spoke to the doctor. She returned and said the doctor agreed to my request. Upon entering the room, I told Cammie that I worked it out. She could see the look of disappointment on my face, but I reassured her that everything was going to be okay. I suited up for surgery, even though I knew it was unnecessary. I felt so defeated at that moment. To come so close and not to be able to see the story through was more than I could bear. I had no idea what was going to happen in the surgery room. I didn't know the fate of my wife and newborn child. The nurse entered the room to wheel Cammie to surgery. I walked beside her with my hand clenched in hers. I kept telling her that everything was going to be okay. I had never been in a surgery room before. The white walls and the stainless steel medical equipment felt sterile and cold. One doctor walked in that I had not previously seen and began to prep Cammie for surgery. All of a sudden, as if someone had called a party, the room began to fill with 15 to 20 interns to view the surgery. The white walls were covered with another form of white intimidating lab coats. I heard one intern say, What is he doing here? He's not supposed to be in the room. Murmuring began as I looked for the doctor who had agreed to allow me to stay until Cammie was put to sleep. Cammie didn't know what was going on. I'm trying to whisper to the nurse so that Cammie would not hear me. In the confusion of the moment, I felt someone take my arm and tell me that I must leave. To this day, I'll never forget that moment. I felt like I was losing everything that meant the most to me. They rushed me out of the room only to stand outside the door in the scrub room. I had no idea what I was supposed to do or where to go. Cammie later told me that the doctor who had originally told us the encouraging word that we would be fine was right there with her. As if being a surrogate husband, he assured Cammie that he would not let anything happen to her. Standing in the scrub room, the Lord and I had a little conversation. You might call it an intense fellowship. I was angry, and I let God know about it. Then with all brokenness and humility, I asked, Jesus, let me see my son born. Before I could even say amen, the doctor opened the door and said, Mr. Collins, you can come in now. I guess they had assessed the situation and realized that I would not cause any trouble for the doctors. 
As I entered, I could see them gently pulling McAllister out of Cammie's womb. Immediately I heard his faint little cry. They quickly rushed him to a table to check him out. I walked around to Cammie and began to stroke her hair, still out from anesthesia. She looked lifeless. Mere inches away, my newborn son was alive and well. At the same time, my wife laid there as if dead. That was such a conflicting moment for me. Was the joy of fatherhood overshadowing my fear for Cammie's life, or was my fear overshadowing the joy? The doctor called me over to view the remainder of the surgery. He pulled out what looked like a distorted grapefruit, which was the tumor. He informed me that the tumor was too large to remove and an additional surgery would be necessary a few weeks after this delivery. He placed the tumor back into my wife's womb and sewed her up. I couldn't believe that we had come this far only to leave the tumor in. The doctors assured me that everything was fine and can